Welcome to Mental Conversations, uh, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. Uh, my name's Chris Sutton, and I'm excited, as always. <laughs> I'm going to try and get your name right. Uh, today, I'm joined by Jerry Andrews. Um, Jerry is a body-mind coach at Shan Holistic Massage Therapy, and, uh, and I, I, I'm going to go as far as saying a friend. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so Absolutely. thank you for coming in. Pleasure. Um, you've been, become a bit of a regular on, on this show. Um, because we've got a lot in common, a lot of our thoughts are the same around mental health and mm. how to deal with it. So today, this is one I'm genuinely, I'm really, <laughs> I've been really looking forward to this. We're going to talk about, I've put on my notes here, it's time to get hippie. <laughs> We're going to talk about the role and the perception of complementary, alternative, this was your word, wacky therapies. Okay, so, um, so welcome. Well, Tell us a bit about you. these therapies. Okay, about? okay. Complementary, alternative. Um, I don't know if you did. You ever go to Ilkley Complementary Medicine Fair? I have been yeah. there. Yeah. And what did you make of it? Um, I mean, it's like um, it's mystical. It's like <laughs> it's it's great. I, I mean, I'm quite open-minded to these things. Um, but it's like I do think, and maybe the word complementary is the best way to describe it. It's kind mm. of um, it's such an individual thing, I think, um, what you get out of something that whereas some people would get, would say this is just rub, this is mumbo jumbo, this isn't, it doesn't actually yep. do anything. If yep. it does something for you, I mean, I'm saying the end of the podcast at the beginning, really, but if it does something for you, that's all that matters, really. Yep. Um, but I'm interested to hear, okay. what, what, yes. give me an example of what is right. a complementary therapy? Well, I suppose the, the term itself is complementary alternative to what? Mm. Um, I suppose really we're talking then about the, you know, the, our known medical professions and yes. our experiences there. And uh, a lot of the sort of complementary therapies, which is another aspect of that word, is it could well be things like, you know, for me, massage, it could be Reiki, which is working mm -hmm. on the you know, channeling energy uh, to alter different states. Yeah. Um, nutrition, all those sorts of aspects. So you're looking at um, you know, homeopath homeopathy as well. Those are another things there. We're looking yeah. at, I suppose, using different uh, substances that way. So but there's all sorts of different things. So, again, you, know, you have people doing... Um, Tarot reading, whether you believe in that or not. Yeah. Mediums are a big thing. Yeah. Psychic, the whole sort of psychic field, I suppose, is one aspect of that. So I'm, I really want to know, just completely putting you on the spot, what do you think of it then? What do I think of it? Yeah. Um, I think there definitely is something there which is about the sort of changes in, in energy that we have, because that exists. You know, I think it might, for some, might sound a little bit sort of weird and wonderful and what do you mean by energy but mm -hmm. you know we have energy in our bodies it's we are electrical beings in that sort of sense yeah. it's, and that's that, that's it's possible to measure that in one sense but um other aspects i do find hard to grasp sometimes mm -hmm. and some of the more so esoteric sort of angel therapies and all of those sorts of things you sort of think well you know how does that work what does that actually mean yeah. But as you said, I suppose if people believe that and they have a certain approach and a way of seeing the world in those terms and it works for them, then why not? Yeah. 
And arguably, you could say, well, is religion fall into the same field? Well, is that know, all about I, belief? I, I'm glad you systems? said. I'm glad you said that because uh, when I was writing, when I was writing down some notes around this, um, I put down what I would kind of be talking about, and you just mentioned a few there. So I'd put. Reiki, hypnotherapy, massage, crystal healing, yeah. chakras, yeah. yoga, meditation, martial arts even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the only one I've put kind of almost a question mark was spirituality. Okay. Because I was like, oh, well, well, when I say spirituality, I am talking about like a, um, not a religion. But okay. I was thinking actually, but religion is has similarities mm-hmm. to that and... And then I thought, well, we could go off on a real tangent here around, you know, belief systems and things. So can we talk, can we pick on one in particular? Like, so can we pick on Reiki, for example, okay. and, just, and have a chat about that? Because mm. I know we've mentioned it during um, a show that we did before. Mm. Uh, and I said, I'd love to get you back to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so what is Reiki? Okay. Um, basically, it's a way of, channeling natural energies to help improve and balance the energy flow within the body. Mm-hmm. Now again, I suppose some might sort of say, well, you've, you've got to believe in that for that to be meaningful in a sense, but in a sense, it's not about believing in it, it it's there anyway. Yes. And it's not something you have to believe in necessarily for it to work. So what actually happens? So, so you, you lie down, you, you lie down, you, it's a, you can, it's a sort of being in a relaxed sort of state, and the, the Reiki sort of practitioner, I'm a level two uh, practitioner, mm-hmm. um, you can either work sort of hands-on, where you, you are touching the person, others yeah. work hands-off, and we have different sort of layers of energy around us as well, as much as in us. Yes. So again, sometimes you can actively uh, engage the energy fields around the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to be touching the, the person. And in essence, you know, the practitioner isn't necessarily doing anything. It's not something that's coming from them. Mm-hmm. They, once they are attuned, they are channeling yeah. energy that's around and focusing that and helping that to, to work. And at times you can feel the difference. Yes. And that's interesting. So it, I remember talking to... Um, guy who was he was a um, an opera singer right? he was doing right. some work down at the um, grand uh, grand arcade you know he used to work down there and he used to have also opera singers from opera north coming down at times and um, i always remember him uh, telling me about eloisa who was my teacher saying that he'd been to her and he was a true skeptic right he'd gone with the express purpose of trying to Fighting disprove it. it yeah yeah and he came away feeling actually this is real because he'd gone in he'd had some issue going on with the shoulder and so on yeah didn't say anything about this to to her yeah but the way that she was actually just working on him he felt a big change wow a big improvement okay and he said you know he literally was you know, a non-believer as it were you know, yeah he didn't believe in any of this sort of stuff at first yeah but it works and you don't have to believe in it for it to and i think work. that that's the i think that is the essence of it I, it's very hard to, uh, or let's put it another way, it's easier to believe in something if you experience it yourself. Yes. So, for example, um, the first time I went to Reiki, I had Reiki um, 
done on me. I don't know mm. if you know how you say it. Um, <coughs> I I remember this really clearly. Um, the the lady that was doing the reiki, she stood. She got to a certain. It was here. It was in my. It was in the kind of solar plexus, mm. and she stepped back from the table, and I had my eyes closed, and I kind of opened one of my eyes, and didn't think anything other than, oh, she must be taking a break or whatever. And um, she she then stepped back to the table and she carried on. And afterwards, I felt like I'd been drinking. I literally, I felt like quite woozy. Not mm. like I'd been drinking, I felt woozy. Yeah. And the um, person I was with said to me, God, all the lines in your forehead have gone. You've got, you look like, and I mean, I feel like, like, wow, just really ama- amazing. It was just a, a bizarre feeling. But... <coughs> The Reiki practitioner said to me, um, and this is just, it's one of those things that at the time you mentioned about mediums and psychics and things, and you think, you know, you get these charlatans that kind mm. of, they know that everyone goes through a certain amount of stuff, so they say that and you think, oh, they know me. So yeah. there was a bit of skepticism in me when she said this, but I've always felt that I never grew up properly, I never matured properly, and so I've always felt like I'm a bit of a child, you know? And um, she said to me, I'm really sorry about having to stop halfway through. Okay. I said, oh, yeah. I said, actually, I did notice that you'd stepped away from the table. And she said, yeah, I'm, I don't often cry, though. And I said, oh, I didn't. You were crying. And she went, yeah. I would, she, she, goes, she goes, it's really sad, actually, what's happening mm. with you, isn't it? And I was like, what? I was off work with depression at the time, yeah. but I hadn't told her that. Yeah. I just said, I've come for a rake for Reiki. And she said, when I got to, the, you know, the solar, your solar plexus, she goes, I, uh, she goes, there's just a little boy in there just wanting to be looked after, isn't there? And I just was like, what? What on earth? You know, but yeah. I could feel it. Yeah. So I yeah. straight away, you know, I went back the next week and then I went and did my level one Reiki right. yeah. um, course because I was like, this stuff really can help yeah. you. So... Yes. It's, it's really interesting you're saying all that because, I mean, I haven't, I haven't sort of gone talked much about the process again there but again the there are different types of reiki sort of systems i suppose but the original one was a japanese uh, yusui yeah. uh, reiki and that was sort of more medical in one sense because they used reiki in in certain hospitals right and you know it's regarded in some fields as you know an active process there yes and it yeah. is a sort of medical system in one sense yeah where you are actually helping the body and the system and the person to feel better yeah calmer there are other sort of more esoteric levels as well and i suppose that's where the the different level of training um you know adds to that and sometimes that's about also you know, re- regressing back so it's a bit like sort of um other lives that you may yeah. maybe you past lives and so on yeah so there are different ways in which Reiki can be looked at, I guess, if okay. you want to sort of take it that bit further. Now, for me, personally, I think I'm a bit more uh, functional, you could sort of say, in terms of the, the purpose behind it and the way I would probably use it. Yeah. But definitely there are, there are other people that would sort of say, well, actually, what they sense is actually um, you, know, you being somebody else in a past life. Right. It's that person wow, okay. that they're engaging with. So now, when you talk about that, 
you know, it, it almost answers its own. It almost answers the question I was going to ask, which was, what is it about these things that people struggle with? You know, mm. but then when you talk about that, as soon as you start talking about past lives and things like that, you know, people are like, what is this about? Yeah. Because, but, but it's interesting because there is, I don't want to go down a completely different path, but, you know, there is an argument that all of your, you know, you're born as like a blob and they are a sponge, let's say, mm. you know, and, it, and all of your behaviors for, for your whole life are based around the millions and billions of bits of information that you take in and that you learn and then so even like where where we've been brought up or whatever in a western society so we look at medicine as going to the doctor and things whereas in other societies they look at reiki as being something so you know and they might go what you you take a little white pill what (laughs) what you you know like yeah yeah but that changes the chemicals and and so why is one more kind of accepted than the other And I suppose that the reason I was keen to talk about the whole raft of these things on um, the podcast was to try to open a door, if you like, for people to choose to walk through as opposed to shoving them in the back <laughs> and saying, go and try this. Yeah. Because, because I do think these things can help, can help people. Absolutely. And I think what we were talking about earlier on is true, isn't it? I mean... You don't necessarily have to believe in something for it to work. Yeah. And, okay, you've got to want to choose to do something. Mm. And there's got to be a certain degree of, you know, um, belief, acceptance or understanding of that for that to be meaningful to you. Yeah. But at the same time, I think some of these things, I don't know, if you find that it's helpful in some way, whatever way that might be. Yeah. Then I think it can only be... A good, good thing. thing, yeah. I, I it's not going to be a negative thing. No, it? no, no. You're not going to do something that's going to be bad for you. I very much see it as being, um, you know, you could even talk about. So I don't know. I, I went to yoga last night, for example. I went to a class, and I, I practice yoga every morning. You know, mm-hmm. I practice yoga this morning, um, but I, I like to go to a class one, once a week as well. I like the um, connecting with other people. You know, kind of like-minded. Um, I like the environment, I like the way it mm. makes me feel, I like the way it makes me feel the next day. Um, and I, ha- I keep having this discussion with people around different things you can do that can help you with your mental health. Mm. And so much of what we struggle with with our mental health, with being positive, are these belief systems. Mm. So you wake up and, you, and you're like, oh God, everything's awful. Yeah. Well... Why are you thinking that? And actually doing some yoga isn't necessarily going to change that thought. But I think doing some yoga, having some Reiki, massage, whatever these different things are, what it can do is I think it puts you in a, in a space to mm. kind of to, mm. to challenge those yep. thoughts yep. as opposed to them, you know, it's, it's similar with medication. If yep. you, I, I've always struggled with it. So if I take this pill, I'm not going to, dislike that person or whatever you think hang on <laughs> can that happen or but uh, yeah. but it's not that is it it puts you in a state of mind it puts you in a mm. place yeah. and i think that's the interesting bit when you look at things like um the ayurvedic medicine oh yeah which is, is from in ancient india and it's been around now what four or five thousand years perhaps mm. and uh, when i was training um with my indian head massage 
you know, we'd looked at all the tr and looked at the tradition that that all came from, and you need to have that understanding, I suppose, of that system. Yeah. In order not for it to work, but to know why it's working and how. Yeah. It, where it came from. Um, and you sort of think, well, you know, that's been around for five thousand years. Mm. Our modern approaches to medicine, okay, they may have come from, you know, the Greeks and and, and so on. But again, that's you know, hundreds of years, I guess you yeah. could sort of say. Yeah, yeah. And yet we disbelieve something that you know, has been around and it's treated as something esoteric. Yeah. And it's that sort of approach, I suppose, where it feels as if we're disconnecting or disconnected in a way and we separate the mind, the body and spirit, arguably. Mm. And it's that whole thing, is that you know, we're, we're a whole person, aren't we? We don't... Yeah. We don't work in a separated way. Can I get really deep on you now? Because I learned something this, the other day. Oh, I mean, this is, it kind of blown my mind a little bit, but it has the possibility to be life-changing, I think. And this is about meditation and about, um, about being the witness, okay. about being the witness of your life kind of thing. So okay. there's a, a, an amazing book that I'm on, like, chapter three, and it's already changing the way I'm thinking, called okay. the, the Untethered Soul. Um, and, and essentially it's talking about how, you know, you really question who am I, who, you know, and you think, you know, it says like, think that, you know, 15 times a day, you know, who, who am I? Mm. Am I Chris? Am I my name? Well, yes, but that's not, that's not all, is it? Mm. I'm not this physical being. Um, it challenges the fact that you, you know, a lot of people you think, well, even saying that you think you're your thoughts, mm. well, that must be me. But who's choosing to think those thoughts? Because sometimes yeah. you'll find yourself thinking, why am I thinking about that? I don't want to think about that. That's painful. Yeah. So you haven't chosen that. So yeah. who's doing that? And it suggests that you kind of take a step further back and become the witness of all these things mm. and mm. think of your thoughts as being that there are two of you. There's you that's witnessing it and that that's like an annoying roommate. <laughs> that's and, a good one and, they, and they're the one having these thoughts and you yes. can kind of direct them to say hey, hey stop thinking about that you know, because that that's is interesting because you're not yeah. you're not your thoughts you know yeah. um, that's actually that's really fascinating because um, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, sort of a couple of, a couple of years back and she was sort of referring to herself in the third person in some cases. Really? Yeah. And I was sort of saying, well, why, why do you talk about, you know, so-and-so, using her own name yeah, and all yeah. this? And she was saying sometimes it's helpful. It's almost not, not like having a, a different personality. It's not like you, you have multiple personalities in there, but almost. But it's that objectivity. If you can take that step back from, you know, Chris... It's and sort of say, well, why is Chris behaving in this yeah, way? Yeah, exactly. Because, so, so I'll give you an example. So we're recording this this morning, and I've got, for example, the studio booked until yeah. um, 9.30. It's eight minutes past nine now. I know we've got about 13 minutes left, so there's okay. no problem um, in terms of time. I've got another meeting I need to be at at 10. Okay. But even, not so much while we've been having this conversation... But sporadically through the morning, I've already been thinking, right, as soon as I finish, I've got to get up and go to... You know, I'm living in the future. Well, mm. that's, I don't want to be doing that. Mm. And I think the, the beauty, you know, maybe I should be trying it more, practicing it more <laughs> this morning, but 
of having this kind of living as the witness is actually going, no, no, this is, this is my annoying roommate, Chris, you know, that is, that's thinking about these things. And actually, maybe this witness is able to say, hush now, you know, mm. let's think mm. about that at, mm. at 9.29, not, not now. Mm. And maybe that will enable me to do that by kind of looking at it from a different perspective. That's interesting. Yeah. And my whole, the whole reason I bring that up is because you mentioned about perspective um, when you emailed me about um, a potential subject. Mm. And people do perceive a lot of these alternative therapies as, yeah, that's not for me. That's yeah. not going to help me. It's not. Yeah. And f for me, as well as engaging with quite a few of these things and enjoying them, I don't know, and people may laugh at me sometimes, but I carry crystals in my pocket. I always have a crystal in my pocket. I've, I'm sure I've got a, a very nice crystal in my pocket right now. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I chose okay. it this morning. So I don't, even, I don't know what it does. It's green right. with pink speckles on it and a little bit of blue. But I have them, like, um, in my kitchen. Yeah. And <clears throat> my old Reiki um, practitioner that I used to go to would say she was really into crystals, mm. and she would put them on me while she was doing the okay. Reiki. yeah. And she would say they were her friends, and I got a little bit freaked out by her saying she'd be saying goodbye to them in the morning and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, fine. Well, I'm not like, friend. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Okay. But I can feel the energy from them. Yeah, and, yeah. and so she would argue that that crystal I've just taken out of my pocket chose me this morning, you know, because mm. I've got like, say, 15 mm. of them mm. in my kitchen. And I was walking past Which and my eye was drawn to them. I wasn't, I don't, it's not like a ritual where I choose one every day. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, I think I'll swap crystals. And yeah. that one leapt out at me. So I, you know, so Why? the point is, yeah. I, I say that one because I think it's one of the most kind of cuckoo, you know, ideas yeah. that people may Absolutely. look at. But my point is, I bring that up because the perception may be these things don't work. But if you're unhappy... And if, or if you're trying to be more positive and if you're trying to focus on positive mental health and you're changing your behaviours and you're changing your patterns and you're changing your diet or your exercise or whatever else it is, why not give these things yeah. a go? Because they, Absolutely. you know, you may not think, you may think they're for someone else, but actually you might end up thinking, wow, that blew my mind a bit and, yeah. and, and, and it might help you. Well, it, it's absolutely that, isn't it? I mean, why do we feel that a little white pill that contains a whole range of chemicals that could be uh, doing something in our brains and yeah. influencing our supposed serotonin levels and so on, whatever it might be, and yet might also add chemicals into our body that needn't be doing us any good either, mm -hmm. why do we put our trust in something like that? Yes. Than something that really, you know, we also influences our whole sense of self yeah. and thinking. Yeah. Which exactly. is so much more powerful sometimes. I, I yeah, I mean I couldn't agree more. It's um you know, maybe one day we should have a um um if we're brave enough or can find anyone who's prepared to do it. Um one of these where we're talking to someone who is you know, medically trained and, you know, has that kind of alternative view. Yeah. I was just thinking, because we're kind of... Pushing, we're pushing, view. We're pushing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a complimentary view. No, because it is like, a, you know, we're pushing against an open door talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, um, sure. And I'm fine with that, because I, yeah. I like, a, I, you know, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I do think um, if people open themselves up to trying 
just something, even if it is, you know, even like massage, mm-hmm. go and see Jerry, you know, like, <laughs> but like, because it, it can help you. And I do, it almost feels like it's, um, I don't know, the, I, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not. I'm literally coming up with it on the spot, but it's almost like on a football pitch, um, you're going to be able to play a lot better if the pitch is, if the grass is good and the okay. pitch is well mown and like the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Rather than having this, having this, or like let's say a violin, for example, that's not in tune, that hasn't been mm. tuned yet. Mm. And if you can kind of tune yourself by doing these things, then um, cause, because it is like self care, isn't it? Absolutely, that it is. You know, you've got to look after yourself in all ways, isn't it? It's not yeah. just one. And yet we seem to be only accepting one. One tool in the toolkit, it seems. Yeah, we we as in society at large. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it and it seems and it seems a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. And it's often I was listening to the radio just a couple of mornings ago, and they were talking about this sort of thing exactly. That um, what was it? Oh, it was about supplements, what was it? And they had uh, some guy who actually happened to be a surgeon, mm-hmm. who you, you were just saying you know, who, who might come on the show and talk from a medical point of view, and he was radio show yeah as a surgeon saying there's no point um, there's now some research being done about these omega-3 supplements right saying basically it, it's just giving you more expensive urine right okay in essence because he was sort of saying they're not there's nothing there's no the evidence mm. empirical evidence mm. is saying there's no difference okay if, if taking all of these things yeah but Okay, you, know, you can sort of argue, well, yes, it might help you think that you are, therefore, as a placebo, placebo effect. effect yeah. This is what he was sort of saying, you know, it's a good placebo, but it's not actually doing anything, literally. But this is also what they say about homeopathy, for example. Mm. So yet, what is homeopathy? Well, my sort of perception of that, or understanding of that, is that you are sort of almost distilling um, you know, a substance, whether it's uh, a supplement or a chemical or something, um, natural substance, Diluting it down to such a minuscule level, but somehow it's that it's at that point, but that starts to to work. Okay. So it's almost a sort of distillation and dilution of particular uh, substances mm-hmm. to very tiny levels. Yeah. But that is what's also making the difference. So I, I don't know. I'm probably not explaining it properly, but that's what seems to be behind it. Okay. I mean, so if um, how do we get people to challenge their perceptions and behaviours? Because well, we've talked before. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but no, we no. we've talked previously and said, and I think I mentioned it earlier on. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not about trying to push people no. into this. I'm trying to you know, kind of the whole purpose of the show is for is to open up a door or open up a thousand doors Mm. some of which people may choose to Mm. even poke their head around the door and have a look because different things work for different people yeah yeah and it's exactly that i think i think it's very much about you know once you have got those doors open it's down to you to try and maybe choose the right thing that works for you yeah. Rather than saying, right, you have to do this only. Yeah. And I think it's being able to give people that op- 
opportunity to experience it. Mm. And I suppose it goes back to you know, one of the things you were talking about before, that unless you experience it yourself, you might not necessarily know or believe that that's going to work. Yeah, so, and, I, and I, I think there is something about if you can't see it, you don't believe it. Mm. So, and the thing with Reiki is, of course, you don't necessarily see it, you feel it, mm. um, but at least, but you experience it. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things around Reiki about, like you mentioned about an energy, about energy and the fact that there is energy around you, and essentially everything is energy, mm. but um, there is certainly this, um, you can't physically see it. Mm. So, people, so you don't believe it to be true. Um, so I think you know. I think give these. Th- I think give these things a go. I, I think um, you mentioned supplements. One of the difficulties. So I've started taking quite a few supplements um, in the last few weeks because uh, I've been on this brain health course with. Okay. I don't know if you've heard the podcast I did with, with Kim Adams, um, mm. who's like a, a nutritional therapist. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of has to be done in tandem with a change in with other changes in diet and um, but so much of so much of is that working the question is that working is that doing anything to me whatever that is mm. comes down to what your expectations are yes so you know and I may have said this on the podcast before but you know someone who takes medication for example that expects to within a couple of weeks be skipping along the street happy and all their worries have melted away and all their problems have you know have gone it's not realistic mm-hmm. you know so I, I think there is an aspect of um, like you mentioned each of these things might be another tool in the toolbox they're not a mm-hmm. solution towards you feeling like you've won the no. lottery no you need to know you know which set of tools to, to use at different times, isn't it? Yeah. There's a different tool for a different issue, as it were, a different nail, perhaps. And I think, it, and the other thing, perception-wise, is the, you mentioned, like, the, you know, complementary medicine, like, festival and things, mm. is that um, there is a certain stigma attached for a lot of people in society to the fact that there is, like, almost... So like a fashion that goes with it. And, uh, do you <laughs> Very know much what, is. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> Very much is a fashion uh, as well. <laughs> so, so you, so you, you know, um, I wear a suit to work. So I was just pe- thinking. So people, so thing. like I always find it, I, people, I shock people sometimes who, who are, you know, more clearly stereotypically aligned to like this kind of world by so, pulling a crystal out of my pocket and they're like, <laughs> what? You look like a politician, and I'm like, I know, I, I like that. I like that contradiction. You know? But but I think that can be quite. That might be quite intimidating for people to go to something and think, well, I'm just such a fish out of water, and I've got no idea. Yeah. But I do think the overriding thing with it, and again, I know this is a big generalization, but most, if not a lot, of these people are really caring, compassionate, mm-hmm. lovely, kind people who will be willing to, you know, if you went to a Reiki practitioner. They're not going to laugh at you. They're not going to, you know, they're going to welcome you. And same with like a yoga class. You know, the whole people go, oh God, everyone's going to be really bendy and I'm going to be rubbish. All right. If you look at it as an exercise class, yes, maybe that will happen. And if you think Mm. like that, Mm. but actually the people there and the teacher in particular will be compassionate and kind and welcoming, you know, so you can do it. A massage therapist. Yeah. If you knew one. If you knew. (laughs) Do you know a good one? I don't know. I know a great one. (laughs) Well, no, you're absolutely right. And I think this is what I always... um, 
think back to in my uh, training as a massage therapist down in Sheffield. And uh, Vicky, uh, Victoria there, who um, was my teacher. And it wasn't just the, the technical stuff that we learned, although you know, well, that was really good, but very often on the weekends that I went down and for the training, it sort of felt like you were going home, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know? And nice. actually that community, that group of people, yeah. and we'd sort of sit down, we'd just spend a bit of time just being present with each other. Yeah, how lovely. And that created a whole sense of different different yeah. thing entirely to going off and learning stuff. No, and, and similar, you know, on a similar kind of level, I mean, you know, going like the yoga class I went to last night, um, there's a, a group of four or five of us that have been going to that same class for, for quite a long time now. So, mm. you know, and, and actually we don't see each other outside of that class. We don't, we don't actually socialize outside of that mm. class, but everyone hugs each other and everyone's like, yeah. I don't know, that might put people off, but, <laughs> but it's a very welcoming environment. And yeah. it's a really, and again, you've got that connect, uh, connectivity with people and, yeah. you know, th- there's a lot of positivity that can be gained from trying these new things that, um, like you say, uh, can be seen as complementary to conventional medicine mm, and mm. and to, to you know how to challenge your beliefs and things. But um, we are out of time again. Sounds Unbelievably, so. we're out of time. <laughs> um, but you know, as always, I'd like to thank you for coming in. Um, okay. I'll have you back in any time you like. <laughs> um, do you want to give your you. details of how people can contact sure. you? Yep. So my telephone number is probably the. Uh, easy way it's 077-943-66227 I've also got a website uh, which is www.massagetherapylead.com so again you can go on and see what I do and uh, book in that way as well fantastic thank you Chris thank you very much thanks for coming in and thank you guys for listening um, follow me on twitter at mentalcoms m-e-n-t-a-l-c-o-n-v-s And another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you really soon. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Chris.